It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're less than two days away from hearing that baseball almost here. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Reds podcast. Great to have you in. A lot to get to, including Chad Dotson of RedLegNation.com coming up in just a second on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Reds. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this is your daily Reds fix. I, I work for ESPN 1530 and w- uh, 700 WLW in Cincinnati. And what we do here is talk Reds baseball every single day, get you up to date with your favorite team. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, and there are a bunch of articles up right now at LockedOnReds.com, certainly worth your time as well. So make sure you check that out. But without further ado, let's welcome in Chad Dotson, RedLegNation.com. He's on Twitter, at DotsonC. And Chad, before we get to the Reds, before we get to... This season and opening day and how you're feeling about the Reds going into the year. I want to start with you. Let's talk about your book. Tell all of our listeners about a book that you just released that you just wrote. Oh, sure. appreciate that. It's called The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the Cincinnati Reds. And it's basically a look at the 50 biggest, uh, sort of a strange conception, but men and moments. The, the, the names, the guys, that uh, the biggest stars in history, but also the biggest moments in team history when uh, really, the the Reds organization sort of defined who they are as a franchise, going back to 1869, basically. But um, it's a it's a really fun uh, book. Chris Garber, uh, another guy that writes at Red Lake Nation, and I spent a lot of time digging through old newspapers, uh, every source we could find, old books, and trying to come up with uh, new stories. Uh, funny stories, different anecdotes that you hadn't heard before, and ways to tell all some, some of these stories we've heard before, you know, the Big Red Machine stories. So we wanted to tell them in a little different way so that uh, it's good for anybody that's just a casual Reds fan, but also we wanted to add some uh, extra uh, in there for uh, the hardcore fans. So I, uh, I'm proud of it. I hope people people seem to be enjoying it so far. Uh, it looks like it's selling fairly well. It's at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. It should be in uh, all Cincinnati area, Barnes & Noble, uh, and other bookstores up there. Joseph Beth will have it. Um, so I appreciate any uh, any feedback on it, and uh, I, I think it's a fun book. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at it right now. You can get it on paperback or on Kindle on Amazon. A lot of people love doing the Kindle thing. I, I'd certainly like the, the hard copy, so I'm going to have to get it that way. And uh, you can do that again. You said Amazon, Joseph Beth, uh, a lot of different places. So Barnes & Noble. Yeah, Barnes & well. Noble will have it, yeah, in awesome. bookstores and online. Awesome, awesome. Again, that's The Big 50 uh, by Chad Dotson and forward by Marty Brenneman. Yes, Marty was kind enough to write uh, the forward to the book, and uh, and I really appreciate him doing that. And it uh, it's a pretty good uh, sort of preview of what comes in the book after that, the forward. So he did a good job with that. Chad Dotson is our guest. Follow him on Twitter at Dotson C. And Chad, obviously, we're just a couple days away from opening day. What are like? Let's say average Reds fan comes up to you and says, "Chad, how are you feeling about the 2018 Cincinnati Reds?" Uh, what's your response? It depends on which day you ask me, really. <laughs> you know, I've been that after, way too. I've been that way too. Yeah, but just sort of up and down a little bit. You know, uh, Anthony DiStefani gets hurt, Brandon Finnegan gets hurt. You start thinking, "Oh, here we go again." But then, you know, I, I flip it around, and, and today you asked me on a good day. I guess maybe I'm getting excited about the season. I actually have a piece that uh, was just published at Cincinnati Magazine, where I predict that the 2018 Cincinnati Reds are going to make the playoffs. 
What? Oh, I caught you on a really good day because <laughs> the, the first time I had you on this podcast, I think, or maybe, about, I, maybe I had you on ESPN 1530. You were talking about how bummed you were they didn't go after Christian Yelich and, and how they weren't kind of going into win now, so to speak. And and now you got them going into, going to the playoffs this year. How many wins do you got? Well, um, uh, truthfully, I think the Reds will get 81 wins. But I don't think you have to squint too hard to see a way they can get up to, you know, 88 or so and be in the conversation for a wild card spot. Um, yeah, I just I started looking at the last year's team and really just historically unlucky on the pitching side. You know, the Reds gave 67 stars. They're only 162 games. That's so 41% uh, of their starts to guys who would never make this year's rotation. Uh, I'm talking about guys like uh, Asher Wojciechowski and Lisa Alberto Bonilla and um, – Bronson Arroyo, and, uh, you know, uh, who else do we have? Scott Feldman. Uh, so guys that are never going to ne- – Tim Adelman had uh, pitched more innings than anybody on the Reds last year. Uh, he's in Korea now. You know, these guys, the class of pitchers that the Reds have coming in now are the guys we hope to see last year. But there's some guys with real upside. So, you know, I guess I started looking at that and I'm thinking, wow, you know, they only have to get uh, – you know, 13 games better, I guess, to get to uh, 500. Mm-hmm. And you got Jesse Winker and Nick Senzel are going to be here uh, at least at some point this season. So the, the lineup was already good. It should be able to uh, be even better. You know, it, it can happen, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it's – yeah, I, you're, you're right. I I hope you're right. Put it that way. I hope you're right. I, I wrote um, the, the other day at LockedOnReds.com. I think that the, the, if everything works out, they get to around 81 wins if everything goes perfect. And so I could see that 88. I hope to God you're right because that would be so much fun. <laughs> uh, it's been so long, heck, since they've, they've even been 500. Chad Dotson, RedLegNation.com, joining us on Twitter at DotsonC. I, I look at the lineup, and I think they certainly will downgrade in the middle at uh, at shortstop and second base defensively a bit, at least, especially at shortstop with Zach Kozart gone. But but the thing is, is at the plate, I think Jose Peraza is a, a drop-off there as well. The good news is, is I think Jesse Winker will pick up some of that slack, and uh, when he's playing in the outfield, I think he'll be able to get on base significantly more than Billy Hamilton if he's in there for Billy. And you could see a nice trade-off there, where you might not lose as much offense as maybe we were expecting to lose. Well, I think you're right. Replacing Zach Kozart is difficult, but when you look at it from a full season perspective, you're going to have Jesse Winker, who's going to get on base. You're going to have Nick Senzel for probably two thirds of the season. He's going to be an upgrade. Uh, in the lineup, and especially if he's playing shortstop, um, which is what my fingers are crossed, uh, hoping. And then also you got to realize that probably the way that Brian Price is planning to, to run it, this four-man out is going to mean that Billy Hamilton's going to be playing a little bit less. And so we're going to miss his defense, but you get, uh, you know, Scott Shebbers batting the lineup or something, or, uh, you know, Winkers uh, on days that Hamilton's not playing. So you get a little, little bit more offense there. I, you know, they were already top six in the National League and runs scored last year. I don't see how they could be worse than that with two-thirds of a year of Sinzel, a full year of Winker, and uh, maybe Hamilton playing less. And, you know, second half of the season last year, Peraza was actually pretty good. He had a, almost a 340 on-base percentage. If that's the real Jose Peraza, you know, uh, he might be able to hold his own, and, and this could be a top you know, three, four offense in the National League. See, you are, you are really optimistic today. It, it, uh. Say something bad about the Reds. <laughs> 
Oh, like, well, they've lost 90, game, 90 or more games uh, the last three seasons. That's a bad thing. I'm just ready for the. I just I'm starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You know, I am more optimistic today than I have been on the many other days. But you really don't have to look too hard to see that there really are positive signs here uh, with this organization. And uh, and I'm ready. I'm ready for that the, the turn to get to turn towards competitiveness. It may you know is, are they going to make the playoffs this year? No, probably not. But could they be playing meaningful baseball in the second half and be sort of in the conversation? Yeah, I think they could. Yeah, I hope that that's the case. Like, what I want this year to be, and, and it, if they exceed the expectations, fine. But I want this year to be as a year from now, I look back on the 2018 Reds and say, well, that set the table, that set the stage for what's going to be a 2019 playoff run, where maybe they do swap some some prospects and get players that can help them now, maybe a starter now, and they establish and know who the rotation is going to be and what they're going to get from Castillo and Bailey and some of these other guys. They, they figure out if Anthony DiScofani can be the guy uh, or a starter and a, a major contributor in the rotation. So there's just so many question marks, and I want those questions to be answered this year. And if they can do that and win – even 75 games. Like, sign me up for that as long as we get the answers and I'm feeling good about what they do heading into 2019. And I hope that they, it's realistic a year from now to say, oh, well, they played well enough last year where I can buy them going to the playoffs in 2019. No, I think that's exactly right. You know, uh, if we know at the end of the year or going into next year, okay, here are the spots that need to be filled. Hopefully there aren't that many of them, but we'll know specifically. We need to go out and get another starter. We need to get, you know, we need a shortstop or whatever, whatever they determine. If we have those answers, I think this year will be a success, uh, regardless of whether they win, you know, eighty-eight games or seventy-five. Um, so, so success this year doesn't have to be determined by wins and losses. Although, if they don't have more uh, wins than they had the last uh, three years, that's going to be a real problem. Chad Dotson, RedLegNation.com with us on Twitter at Dotson C. Also check out his new book as well. And Chad, I, uh, I was looking and I've read so much. In my initial reaction to Barry Larkin coming out and saying he wanted to be Reds manager, it was back in January. And he told Cincinnati.com that. And, and obviously there had been some speculation about it. But he comes out and says, yeah, at some point I want to manage the Reds. And I was like, ooh, I can't believe he was that honest. And that continued through spring training to me, this is like a, a guy coming up to you and saying, yeah, I'm going to date your girlfriend one day, and I'm Brian Price. I wouldn't be okay <laughs> with that because he's a, a lame duck year, you know, and it's his job right now. And I just don't see how this ends well, how there isn't some friction between those two, even though they won't admit it publicly. How in the world would Brian Price be okay with Barry Larkin saying, yeah, I want to manage the Reds one day, and the guy who is the manager, well, he doesn't have a contract for next season. Yeah, it's really not a good situation. And, and it's not just any guy coming up and saying, I'm going to date your girlfriend. It's the quarterback of the football yeah, team. Correct. You know, yep. it's, it's a hero in this town. It's, it's the Hall uh, of so, Famer. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's really, um, it's unfortunate. And Larkin, you know, he's my favorite player I, ever. I, you know, uh, I don't have anything bad to say about that guy, but it's really put Brian Price in a tough spot. You know, there was a piece uh, yesterday where uh, Larkin was quoted as saying, um, and I saw the video, he saying, you know, all these young guys, they've told me, when it's time to go to war uh, with this uh, with this team, we want you leading us. Yep. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, Billy, even if that's true, I mean, Barry, even if that's true, why well, say it? It just doesn't – I don't see how that helps the Reds organization at all. And, you know, Price is managing for his life anyway. And, 
Barry Larkin has made it much more difficult for him. Uh, I, and I don't know how that all plays out. If the team doesn't get out to a hot start, that may be it for Brian Price. Yeah, I agree. And that, that was my next question. How do, do you think he's going to have a long leash? I mean, I, I think fans, if you found out today, and the season hasn't even started, but if, if the fan base found out today they're moving on from Brian Price, I don't think a lot of fans would care. <laughs> and, and I know that that sounds bad, but I, I think that's the reality of it. I don't think his leash is going to be that long this season. Well, yeah. I mean, in terms of PR, certainly uh, keeping him around, you're not gaining any because he's, he's not popular with the with Reds fans. They've lost a lot, and I don't think it's been all or even mostly his fault uh, that they've lost so many games over the last few years. But fact of the matter is you got to win to uh, to stick around as a manager. And, and now with Larkin, a hero in town, coming out and saying this, yeah, I think it's going to be really easy to move on, uh, whether it's his fault or not. But – then again, if he doesn't uh, bat Jesse Winker lead off on opening day, I'm, I may be uh, <laughs> ready to move on. So He's Chad Dotson. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at DotsonC. And uh, last question for you, Chad. You've been great with your time. Uh, as far as the outfield goes, and obviously I, I mentioned Jesse Winker, but Billy Hamilton, it seems like he's had every Hall of Famer, every former star player try to teach him how to hit are you any more optimistic since you're feeling optimistic today about Billy Hamilton going into this season than maybe we have been in the past? Well, I am actually, and uh, not I'm not as so optimistic as to say that he needs to be leading off because you know Billy's a, a good player. He does a lot of things really well. He's just not going to be a leadoff hitter. But on the other hand, this spring everybody's uh, talked about how poorly he's hit, but he's been working on because that he's been working with all these uh, former players and coaches. The thing he's been working on is you know. Seeing the strike zone, identifying pitches better. And, you know, you look up in the spring training, and the only person on the Reds roster, not to put too much into spring training stats, but the only person on the Reds roster that has more walks than Billy Hamilton this uh, spring is Joey Votto. So if Billy Hamilton can learn to take a, take a pitch, take a walk occasionally, bump that on-base percentage up, all of a sudden he becomes a very valuable player. And we've been waiting for it to happen, and it's not happened yet. And I'm not, uh, not going to get fooled again, but... My fingers are crossed, I guess. He's Chad Dotson on Twitter, at Dotson. See, make sure you check out his book, The Big 50. It's on Amazon. It's in bookstores across the city, including Barnes & Noble. Chad, I appreciate the time. I, uh, I'm sure we'll talk again soon in baseball. It's almost here. It's, it's finally here, and I, I can't wait. Hopefully, you're right and I'm wrong about the Reds. 88 wins sounds so great. <laughs> I'll take it, uh, but always, always good talking to you, James. Anytime. Good stuff from Chad Dotson. Going to try to get him on around once a week on the podcast. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard to get him on every single week. He's a busy man. Look, he just wrote a book. Um, in, in with the baseball season, certainly now that the season's here, we're going to have games to react to, decisions to react to. The, the thing that I want to stress to you here on Locked On Reds, and I, I think I'll dive into it more tomorrow when I have more time. And I talked about it yesterday, but the more and more I hear, the more and more I think that this Brian Price, Barry Larkin thing might not end well. And one piece of info, I read Mo Egger's piece, and I work with him at ESPN 1530, and he wrote it for The Athletic. I'll try to get Mo on tomorrow. I'm going to try to get him on close to once a week as well because I want guests, I want perspective, and baseball, it's so unique, and there's a lot of different perspectives, and there's games every day. And that's why I'm going to try to get two to three guests in weekly. We, you've heard from Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com. So if you're new to the podcast, look, what we're going to do here, 
It's simple. Daily Reds content, Monday through Friday. We'll write throughout the weekend as well at LockedOnReds.com, but you get yourself a daily podcast. We'll recap the night before. You'll hear from Marty Brenneman on 700 WLW and the Reds Radio Network. You'll hear all that good stuff here on the podcast. So if you're looking for like 15 to 20 minutes of Reds to keep you up to date, maybe you didn't get to watch the night before, maybe you, you don't get to watch as much as you want to, this is a good way to keep tabs on it. And I try to limit it to 15 to 20 minutes, get you your daily Reds fix in, out, on your way home or in your way to work, however you want to listen. We'll do it like that. But uh, I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Reds podcast on Twitter at James Rapine at Locked on Reds. Please subscribe on iTunes, uh, Google Play. It's on Stitcher. It's on TuneIn. It's on Player FM. Every podcast posted as well, LockedOnReds.com. Oh, and by the way, Go to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Please do that for us. So far, we got five stars, a bunch of reviews in. I would love for you to do the same. Thank you so much for listening. Until tomorrow, I'm James Erpine, and this has been the Locked On Reds Podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.